Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Field podcast, powered by Money Empire, property and financial specialists. My name is Kane Wallstrom. I'm Ethan Asiwa. And I'm Goran Lonka. And today we're going to talk about the two common questions about property investment, property finance in New Zealand. Firstly, I suppose, deposits. Boys, investment property deposit, what do we need? Usually um, the LVR rules have been dictating for quite a few years now that someone requires a 30% deposit when wanting to purchase an investment property that's an existing house, so not a new build. If someone is purchasing a new build that's going to be an investment property, um, more than likely you will be able to get away with 20% deposit. Okay, so um, an existing home that's a million dollars, if it's an investment property, you've got to put down 300 grand. If it's a million dollar purchase that's a new build, uh, potentially you've got to only put down 200 grand. Correct, yeah. And that was a scheme brought in by the government or the RBNZ to say that we need to encourage housing and supply uh, and the way to do that is build homes. So they're trying to encourage people to, um, I suppose, invest in new homes. Yeah, correct. So until recently, those were the rules. Before yep. that, I think 40% was required for yep. a number of years yep. uh, for um, investment properties. But recently, there's been some changes made by the RBNZ and a couple of banks have actually relaxed their rules in terms of how much deposit is required. Okay. Um, Isa, jumping on that then. Look, there's some banks out there and on a case-by-case basis where they will, um, you can get in on a 20% deposit. Um, You know, servicing has to be very strong at particular banks that are um, giving this. It's a case-by-case basis. It's not specifically targeted at full-time investors that have a hell of a lot of properties or 20 properties. Maybe this, um, you know, general mums and dads that want to get into another investment property and have a 20% deposit, you know, but case-by-case it might fit them best. Okay, secondly, um, debt servicing. So how much can I borrow? It's a real common thing we always hear. Again, it all depends on on a person's income, what that investment property would um, derive in rental income. Um, As Issa mentioned, with the 20% deposit or with a couple of banks, you do need to show strong servicing ability. Now, this 20% deposit rule from the couple of banks doesn't apply to overseas people. Mm. Um, That 30% um, deposit rule still maintains for them but okay. people still need to obviously provide to the bank that they, they can service the loan so credit prior for loan like we've always talked about so you're needing obviously income to show that you can service the debt you can obviously use rental income on top of that yep. um, are supplemented they're looking at your outgoings any other outside debt expenses all that kind of stuff so this it's credit profiling right 101 <coughs> absolutely and they will probably put a hell of a lot of a bigger microscope on you if you are going for that 20% investment property. Um, and as I say, it's always a case-by-case basis from their end. Okay. So it's really imperative that if you are looking at property um, to get a rental appraisal as well. Absolutely. understand, like, if I do buy this investment, what will be uh, my rent that I receive? Yeah, and funnily enough, it's, it's sort of a rule that's been kind of like a raise your eyebrows type of thing that banks can actually use a rental appraisal mm. for servicing without the need of the tenants actually being physically in the home. So they're going to scale your rental and come back to about 75%? 75 to 80%. To give, um, I suppose, vacancies over that sort of 52-week uh, a year period. Anything else you would add in the investment property finance space to this? No, that's pretty much it. I think the big um, announcement was from the RBNZ, and that was obviously due to COVID and, and lockdown and trying to stimulate the property market with the announcement, obviously, of uh, abolishing the LVR rules per se. A mm-hmm. couple of the banks haven't made a move. A couple have. They, that's obviously given a bit of a stimulus to the um, property market. Yeah. But I think what you'll find is in, in time, 
the other two will follow. Well, if one follows, the other one will too. There's probably two things I'll chuck in there, Issa, that if we're talking in real time or real value um, that we get told is that, um, first of all, the bank will make sure they work out the repayments on principal and interest, not interest only, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. They do, um, you know, they're looking at things from a conservative point of view uh, from their own investment and what they're actually loaning out. Um, you know, even if you do end up having it on an interest only as an investment property, they do serve, look at things from a servicing point of view differently. And the second thing is they're inflating the interest rate for the test servicing. So you're up at 7% when in real terms today's value we're at 2.65%. Yeah. So they're inflating that for movement and overinflation of, of costs. Correct. And there's one also particular bank that likes to work out the servicing based on 25-year loan term, not 30. Exactly. Which makes it even a bit more harder. So in real life, we know that things can work for people, but it's stress testing from a credit profiling point of view. Yeah, the numbers are different. Than okay. say. So again, like we always say, reach out to experts in this space if you are thinking about investment property because what can actually happen in real terms is a lot different from a credit point of view. Okay? Correct. If you have any questions on this podcast or anyone's um, leading up to this, uh, please contact us on our platforms or uh, our website www.moneyempire.co.nz.